it's very important to document your history the true history of who we are every time you you watch a movie they're telling the story from a slave's position or from somebody in the civil rights movement you're never seeing anything beyond that that shows the richness of who we really are and what we brought to societies and what we cultivated around the world hey y'all you are listening to the spiritual homegirl where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit but from the homie perspective somebody that's going through the journey day by day just like you Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl, and we are back with another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. Now, before I get started with this week's uh, guest, I wanted to thank you all for listening. Out of all of the podcasts that are out there in podcast land, you decide to give me your ears for about an hour each week, and some of y'all listen to multiple episodes, and I really appreciate that. And I really especially appreciate those who have subscribed, who have, you know, shared the the uh, episode links, tweets, uh, screenshots. I really appreciate that. And some people might say, you know, that's not much. But for me, that's monumental because, you know, word of mouth is everything that you guys fool with it enough to share with people you care about. And that means the world to me. Jackie Rose is definitely my homegirl of the week. Jackie Rose not only... I mean, she's a, she's a supporter anyway, and I appreciate that. But she went above and beyond what I've ever seen anyone else do, which was replace her own bio link with my episode and then push the episode for me as well. Like, again, y'all might think that's small, but that is super huge to me. So, Jackie, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you to everyone else that has definitely helped spread the word about the podcast in any way, shape, or form. Now, this week's episode is with Keenan Chapman. He is an artist and an activist based out of South Central. Well, he's from South Central, Los Angeles, California. But he's based out of Los Angeles. Um, he recognizes talent pretty early, and he's been able to use his voice and his artistry to make a difference in our community and the world at large. I know he's been back and forth to Atlanta um, a lot in the past year and some change. So, I mean, it probably would be safe to say that he's based out of Atlanta as well as Los Angeles, California. Um, he's done a lot of things. I mean, he's done celebrity artwork. You may have seen him at a Terrace Martin show painting alongside while Terrace and his, his crew performs. You might have seen him, you know, with a camera in his hand, you know, documenting events, marches out in L.A. Um, and another thing that I like about his artistry is that it reflects our human consciousness, our subconsciousness, and our condition in all forms. And I think with Keenan being so in tune with what's around him, he captures that pretty, pretty beautifully. Um, also, I know with Keenan, expression and communication is is really paramount to not only how he conducts himself as a man, but how he conducts himself as an artist. And that definitely shows as well in his in his um, artistry. But the most important thing I know for a fact, if he wanted me to have anyone know about him, is that he loves his people. And that's essentially why he does what he does. So in this episode, we just talk with an artist. We talk with an artist, an activist, what God is to him and his journey and how he found his purpose and how he's using his purpose for the greater good. And y'all, he's an Aquarius. So some of y'all astrology heads might be like, what sign is that? He's an Aquarius. Kenan's for the people, essentially. So he wants to bring everyone together out of love. But I don't want to spoil the interview. This is the interview with Keenan Chapman. Enjoy. It's your girl, Maria, the spiritual homegirl, and I'm speaking with artist Keenan Chapman. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. 
I am glad that you agree. For those who don't know, Keenan is actually the person who made my logo. A lot of y'all say that um, my logo is dope, and that's actually the man who is responsible for that. So it's really dope to be able to finally get him on the show. So for those who are unfamiliar, who is Keenan Chapman? I am an artist from Los Angeles, California, and I'm just basically using my platform to spread awareness. Awareness towards what? Anything that speaks to current conditions in America, the African-American struggle, um, and basically just creating the timeline for the next generation. You know, I'm, I come with a visual from the hand, so I feel like my gift is a part of the propaganda um, on the opposite side of what the systems create for us. Where are you from? South Central, Los Angeles, California. So at what age did you realize growing up in South Central California that you were talented? Um, I mean, for years, developing the, the craft came through, you know, uh, kind of separating myself from the crowd and, and doing me um, really came from tragedy. It was a therapy for me for a while after my father passed away. And as I got better at it and got gigs behind it, um, it just pretty much set the tone for the career that I'd be able to lay out for myself in the future. I was kind of ignoring it for a while until I landed some gigs that got me around the world and just kind of expanded my, my view and my perception of myself. I was kind of thinking low on, uh, from a low level as far as, you know, what potential I had as an artist to really take it next level. So once I, you know, just stayed consistent and got that response that said, you know, I'd be able to uh, benefit from it, I decided just to hone in a little stronger on it. And again, that consistency is what basically led me to have security in that job. That's what's up. So when it comes to thinking lower of yourself, I know you're very involved with issues in our community and just making sure that we have a positive image of black men and just how we view ourselves as black people. So how did you get on that journey? Well, first off, I'm far from perfect, but there's a certain level of accountability that I believe that any black man should have when it comes down to our struggle. If you have any intelligence about yourself or pride in your people and you want to extend your bloodline, then you have to come to a point where you want to protect the integrity of yourself and for your future. And if you're ignoring what's going on around you, then you're either too privileged to see what's going on or, you, or you've sold yourself out. And um, I can never get with the idea of selling myself out. You know, I'm also an Aquarius, so my heart is into humanity. It's not solely about myself, so I can never just leave that struggle behind. Um, and I've, I've got, I got my own story, you know, I've gone through my own things with police brutality, with this system, with, you know, losing my father to uh, black on black crime. And, you know, so I, I, I get it. I've been through it. And uh, to turn a blind, you know, a blind eye to it is, in my opinion, cowardly and uh, outside of outside of who I am. So it, it was really it, it, it gravitated through nature, just through experience. I felt, I felt a, a duty to uh, lend myself to. 
our cause, you know what I mean? Elevating us to the next, uh, the next plane. So on one end, you're growing up and you're dealing with the loss of your father. You're finding your artistic talents. You're also dealing with things that happen in, in the hood. I mean, black on black crime, gang activity, police brutality. I mean, I'm sure South Central is not necessarily, it's, I mean, for those who do not know about South Central Los Angeles, is it a safe place to grow up? Uh, no, a lot of the foundation of what we know today in America as gang banging started in, you know, South Central or the east side of Los Angeles. And um, it's, it's grown over time. I believe it's over 700 gangs in, in Los Angeles now. And uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty much, you know, it, it became a culture. It's a way of life in Los Angeles. For some people look at it as such a dangerous thing, but one of Pac's lines was, uh, every nigga in LA got a little bit of thug in him. You don't have to bang. It's just a matter of survival. Certain situations and neighborhoods you grow up in, you align yourself with certain groups that require you to think a little different, to move a little uh, strategic, and to be smart about, uh, you know, some of the everyday risks we take. So art gave me a, uh, a safe voice in dealing with that. What is your primary uh, form of expression with your art? I know you paint, but what else do you do? Writing. Uh, film work. I like to document and tell stories. Um, music, you know, beat making, sampling old material and making it new, tattooing. <laughs> also helping people tell their story, you know. Some people want to put a memory on them or pay homage to somebody that they love and, you know, that's a big part of my art as well. So you've been drawing since you were about three years old? Was it three? Okay, so how did you know that this was something lifelong, that you could sustain a living by, you know, painting or just by any of those other forms of expression? After leaving DWP as a janitor, which is just taking out trash, cleaning up around, you know, this corporate building, um, I went back into the arts. I went to a tattoo shop and apprenticed, learned how to tattoo, you know, started making money there. And that was the first introduction to really understanding, like, you know, my craft is always going to be able to make money for me because tattooing ain't going nowhere. It's been here for thousands of years, and it's not going anywhere. It's just getting more advanced. When I experienced a breakup, it was another uh, tragic situation. It inspired basically the nerves that I had, the issues that I had with my hand being able to uh, stop shaking while I was tattooing. Inspired me to take a break from tattooing and tap into painting and when I had my boss at the tattoo shop and a client of his uh, kind of going at a bidding war over the piece I had just painted it was another you know aha moment uh, you know light bulb so to speak that just confirmed that my reach you know was deeper as far as the arts were concerned it didn't have to be just uh, tattooing or sketching you know it now is uh, painting I'm inspired to get into wood work and sculpting and, uh, you know, currently wrapping up one of my first documentaries. So the arts uh, as a whole have really just gripped my journey, my career, and I'm just moving. I'm moving with it. 
do you feel that people, whether it's, you know, millennials or black people or, or black millennials, do you feel like they're, is, is, you know, do they have a valid interest in art or is that still something that people feel like is just honestly for white folks? Art is always going to be here. Um, this generation is definitely involved in the arts. It's just the different um, tools that are being given to people to, you know, convey their message. A lot of people, you know, some of this just started with cave art, went into mixing and making your own paints, acrylics and oils and spray paints and so on. So now we're in this digital wave and you got people jumping into graphic design and, you know, just think about the movies that you see in the day, how much art has to be included to make any of that work. You know what I'm saying? To make any of that come to life. <clears throat> so, no, the arts, you know, will never die. I think the the only problem with the arts, and that's any other form, that's, you know, acting, music, anything, is when we lose sight of the gift it is and how it's not, you know, everything about it shouldn't be money-related. Um, it's a gift, and it's made to, you know, support this world in, in many forms and it's starting to lose that kind of that integrity you know what I mean where everything is starting to be built around a dollar and that's taking away from our willingness to properly project you know the right message but I think that um, there are a few out there that will always inspire there will always be the renaissance eras you know what I mean um, so where one artist may fall off because the arts is, is passion and the universe is still at work and somebody will always come along to light a fire. So, yeah, no, the arts is here forever. <laughs> the world don't turn without the arts. So saying the world doesn't turn, what are, what are some words of encouragement or advice that you could give to someone who wants to be creative but they're struggling and they can't seem to get out of a block or they can't seem to realize that they have gifts and they're trying to find them. Because I believe we're all, you know, we all are put on this earth with gifts and we're, you know, here to find them and embrace them and hold them. It's not a real uh, simple answer for a lot of people. Like, you have to really kind of groom yourself for it or be groomed for it because you got to prep for a journey. It's not, it's not simple. So lace up your boots is what I can tell you. You know, if you, if you know you got something then you have to develop it like any other craft or any other job or any other position. You have to develop it, have confidence in it, and be okay with separating yourself from people to, de to develop yourself and to, you know what I mean, master your craft. Um, you got to go, go at it with a, with a war <laughs> frame of mind in the sense that you know you're, <clears throat> you're not in the, in the uh, commercial world you're not in the social norm as far as that, you know, the society is concerned of working a nine to five. If you really want to tap into this, you have to go into it with the intention of winning and the ability to take any losses along the way and just keep moving forward. That's that's the best I can tell you is, you know, stay consistent. People say that there's, you know, genius in the world. And in my opinion, genius is just a person who failed a million times until they got it right and decided to stay consistent at it. And now they're dope. Einstein didn't come out of the womb 
talking about E equals MC square, you know, he had to stay passionate and um, wear his hair crazy as hell and give no fucks about what anybody thought about it and uh, just pursue his passion until he got it right and then the world was dependent of him. You got to really think like that. You got to know what you're doing is right. Your message is, is, is for somebody and that it doesn't matter if, you know, everybody gets it. The arts is not for everybody. Your feelings, your expression, everybody's not feeling that way. So, and that's okay. You got to know that that's okay and just keep moving. I know that there are some times or some, you know, uh, periods, even seasons throughout the year that I'm going to have some dry spells. But then I also know that I have projects um, that are going to slap the world upside the head and I look forward to that response so my energy is into that and now I'm I'm going that much harder into it and I'm I'm that much more confident and I'm fed I'm feeding myself don't depend on you know the world to um set the tone or, or worry about any opinion or dogma you gotta say you gotta say fuck it and go in and dive the fuck in hard you can't bullshit you know or else you'll you'll really be one of those gifted bums so you have been conscious for a while before it became a thing and it's, it's not a shot to those who are now enlightening themselves because again we have to find things out on our own uh, time in our own journey but you've always had some type of presence um being quote unquote woke i say that in quotes because you know that shit is subjective nowadays and the meaning has been kind of you know it's been twisted for whatever little trendy shit that's going on. So um, with you being conscious, I mean, how how does it reflect in your expression? Because I know you've been you've been at some marches, you've been at some rallies, you covered the Million uh, Man March, what was it two years ago? So how important is that to understand that there's a bit of a, an activist in you as well as an artist? Well, it's a lot of bit of an activist, so how are you able to merge the two? To add to what you said, to make sure people understand, to make sure people understand, I'm still learning. And I'm 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 conscious aware, but I'm definitely always adding, you know what I mean, uh, to my table. And I guess that is also a part of being conscious is knowing that you don't know shit. <laughs> you still are growing every day. Um, I had to humble myself and really understand, you know, how ignorant I was to a lot of things and 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 then hold myself accountable for the decisions I was making based off of being ignorant, you know what I mean? Once I got that together and, you know, my passion as an artist is telling stories anyway, there is no other important story right now in my life than ours. As a people, our trials, the things we've gone to, the fact that, you know, we're still in this position today, it's, these are things that need to change. So that's why, you know, that that inspires me um, to do my part in, in, in putting my voice out there because just off top, I can be a hothead, but just expressing myself um, truthfully from the voice. You know what I mean? Sometimes you want to yell, you want to scream or you want to get physical. <clears throat> this art allows me to um, convey it in a more digestible sense for people. Um, and it's and it's safe even for me, so merging the two isn't hard at all. You know, it's it's they're 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 
it's, it's actually very easy and um i you know probably one of my most passionate spaces to be in is is to be reflecting on our story and putting it you know um into a, a way that people can receive it and and want to hang it up or tell stories about it or have copies of it you know want to have it for their child or have to bring their child to the show so that they can see it and that's powerful to me i've seen people cry over pieces and all type of stuff and it's just it's that's powerful that's what i get from that so um it it helps me to know that you know beyond just telling somebody everything is going to be all right i'm putting a message out there that lets my people know that i empathize with them and even deeper than you know what some people uh think about on a daily some people think about the you know surface things things that are just happening right in front of them and when it comes down to a piece i love to put so much into it that you know there's a heaviness to it there's a there's a there's something that's going to make you sit back and really it's going it's going <laughs> to it's going to make you uncomfortable some some things are made to make you uncomfortable and some things are made to to uh you know provide some sense of warmth or let you know that you know everything is still going to be all right so it's my duty it's like my civil artist's duty to uh let the world know that i see you what is keenan's version of a muse what does that look like a muse can be you know anything that's an inspiration a muse can be a a, a model you know it could be a, a, a person or a model car it could be landscape as far as people are concerned there are certain icons that are your muse, male or female. Uh, black women are definitely a muse of mine. I love to tell their story. I love to paint their curves. I love to uh, accentuate their strength. The muse is, is really just a matter of, of a range of inspiration. I'm glad you clarified. Um, I think just like with the word woke and the word spiritual, the word... Um, hippie the word muse i think a lot of those words are, are somewhat being um dumbed down to where it's just like a it's like a title it's a, it's an aesthetic versus the real nitty-gritty energetic feel that it yeah exactly it's like that and like something that inspires someone else to express themselves or to create that's some shit that goes beyond you know of something you put in and no shade to those who do it because i don't know who does it but it's it's better than just a note in your instagram bio or your twitter bio or a caption you know what i mean it's so much deeper than that which leads me to my next question energetically what does expression or your able or your ability to express what does that feel like it's it's often used more negative um but it's uh, it's it's obsessive it's it's um <laughs> the it, the speed the, the the frame of mind that I'm in is uh I'm glued I'm tuned in I just thought about like visually in my head when you <laughs> it's crazy that's crazy visual I just pictured a lion hunting like if that's what it feels like it feels like like I'm tuned 
in and I'm about to, you know, I'm, I'm doing this shape this way and I'm going to do it this perfect. And I'm going to make sure that I'm not going to have to erase this because I'm going to make the perfect geometric shape here. And I'm going to, okay, I got it. And like, I'm almost thirsting for this shit, like, as I'm creating it. That's why, you know, we can look like madmen and shit when we're painting. There's this speed and there's that body language that just says, you know, I'm I'm in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm in that I'm in that mode. My heart even races sometimes. Um it's obsessive. It's a it's a desire to get through the peace. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a desire to accomplish whatever the end goal is, you know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, what is God to you? I mean, <laughs> what is God? <laughs> What's two plus two? Uh, it's four. <laughs> what is God? Okay. <laughs> In the beginning, there was man. <laughs> what is God? God is, uh, you know, many people have their, their construct in their mind of a physical being, you know, maybe sitting on a throne answering everybody's prayers. I don't really, I don't have a definition for what God is, you know. I think being that I have not met or don't even know if meeting <laughs> is possible as far as the supreme creator is concerned. Um, God is, is, is an it to me, is an is a unexplainable, is a undefinable, is supreme uh, creation and the source rather that is I guess that's the best way I can define God is the source you know I believe that the 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 construct or the chemical makeup whatever you want to call it you know the spiritual makeup is is both divine masculine and feminine so I don't have a box <laughs> to put God in. To add to that, I've I've said this many times. I I almost feel like it's disrespectful to box in such a supreme being based off of a human construct that has been put into words, you know. So I don't know. I think accepting the divine order and yin and yang of life it's an easier way for me to cope with my understanding of you know who god is common sense is god when you're about to do something and you get that questionable feeling of should i do that because that might result in this that's god period the, the thing that says you know better, that's God. As soon as you're about to do something stupid and you know that there could be some bad results behind it. The divine is inside of you speaking, but you're ignoring it because you want to test it on a fleshly realm. That's God. You ain't got to look too far. Like your common sense is right there with you. <laughs> so I know that you did a documentary um, for the Million Man March was that two years ago with uh, Mr. Farrakhan, with the Honorable Mr. Farrakhan. And I want to know, 
your opinion on the importance of documenting things in a time where history is literally being rewritten in front of our faces in real time as if a lot of us were not there for some of it or have relatives or, or people around that have witnessed the same shit that they're trying to write over. So for you being a um, you know a historian, essentially, how important is making sure that we document our stories and just stories in general? How important is that to you? It's very important to document your history um, just based off the experience that we've already had as African-Americans, you know, in this position uh, from oppression to where we are today. They have erased, you know, the true history of who we are. Every time you, you watch a movie, they're telling the story from a slave's position or from somebody in the civil rights movement. You're never seeing anything beyond that that shows the richness of who we really are and what we brought to societies and what we cultivated around the world. Um, that's why it's important because the Dead Sea Scrolls, <laughs> you know what I mean, um, they, they, they contained a majority of, you know, our history, our knowledge, our wars, our diets, our everything. And they got a hold of them, rewrote history, sold it back to us, dumbed it down to such a degree that today we don't know how to, you know, maintain ourselves as a community. And we don't have a platform to look back on, a rite of passage, a set of rules and disciplinary, you know, standards that would keep us in position to rise as a people. Everybody else has a standard around the world. When you look at how the Japanese can conduct themselves, when you look at the discipline that they have, when you look at discipline in other places around the world, they got all of that from us we being here in America have lost that. And now that we're in a position to rewrite our own history, it's important that as we do it, we record this history for ourselves. We document it and we use it as propaganda as well for our missions as a people, because that's, you know, that's what we have against us. They have the news, they have Fox, they have CNN, and they tell lies about us daily. Well, you have to show them who you are. You have to document the intelligence of your people. And you have to have something for your children. It's, mo it's, mo it's most important for the generations to come. So, you know, documenting is, is something that everybody should be into. Plus, you'll appreciate things for, your, for yourself within your family, like documenting your brothers and sisters, documenting your grandparents, um, getting history on the family so that you have something to maintain and look back on and share with generations to come. For those who may not know how to document, what's a simple way that people can take more of a, a role in documenting their own history or their family's history or just what's around them? Well, you, you gotta take, you know, a little interest in, in studying some of these things as far as, you know, basic journalism and, and uh, studying history, you know what I mean? Because you got to develop an interest in particular questions that are going to tell the story uh, properly, you know what I mean? So really take interest in and in put some thought into your approach, how you want um, to be able to receive this information and record this information, whether it be audio like this, visual, 
with the camera and a microphone. Um, but learn your craft. You know what I mean? If you don't know it, learn it. Get people around you that, you know, share the same interests so that you can get multiple perspectives and uh, have fun. Don't, you know, don't stress about it at all. Have fun with it and really develop develop the uh, direction that you want to go in before you start. You know, write down the questions, write down uh, the beginning to end, you know, platform, a, a template, so to speak, and just move with caution. Have fun. <laughs> Speaking of having fun, one thing I noticed that you do on your social media is that you make it a point to talk about the importance of us honoring and respecting each other as men and women. Where did this focus come from and, you know, what made you decide to start speaking out on that? Because, you I mean, you're young. People are still trying to figure it out. But yet you, even with you saying you're learning, it seems like you've definitely been an advocate of just making sure that we all can relate to each other a lot better. Well, I think that it's important that we hold ourselves accountable for the role, you know, the roles that we've played in the division in our lives, um, the weaknesses in our in our lives, in our communities, and assess where we come from as a, you know, as a people, like with our past, the PTSD that we've all experienced. Have the heart to, you know, humble yourself for a minute and really consider that this person that I'm dealing with has their own story, has their own struggle, and you know may not know how to go about it the best way and they they've turned us so much against each other that you know other people other situations are seeming appealing to us when the nature of us is is calling for each other you know what i'm saying we constantly are trying to uh pull back to each other but something keeps drawing us back this level of communication this self-hate this expectation in each other without understanding who um you know who we really are and what who we're dealing with and understanding what roles we're willing to play in each other's life you know what i mean even if that's just temporary and building somebody up for, for the next person that's that is okay um it's not the best experience for everybody but it is also it goes along with those same lines like we we are in war with you know, the system we're dealing with and even ourselves, like getting back on track, we in a real learning phase. And um, it's important to understand that, you know, we're going to take some losses in between that. Don't let it don't let it hurt you, though. Don't let it knock you to the point where you can't play your role. So in growing up in South Central, um, you faced with a lot of, you know, the hood aggression and, and the little petty, you know, gangster shit, people putting you in positions to, you know, test you and, and either put you on the hood shit, get you to selling drugs or whatever, um, whatever ailment in the hood <laughs> they got, you know, they grips into. It's important for the next generation to get a fair start and for the ones that know better to play their part and make sure that... um we don't allow them to make the same mistakes that we made. We hold ourselves accountable for our actions and the people around us because ultimately they are who develop the future that we're going to live in. One day we're going to be old enough to depend on them. And do you want a bunch of crazy 
lost, disconnected youth at your bedside. Um, to this generation that's out here attracted to, you know, everything. There's some intelligence out here, but there's a lot of ignorance out here as well. Maturity is is so important and it's knowing it's it's knowing you know when to say no it's growing every day just like a baby was laying on their back and then rolling around and then scooting and then crawling and then walking and then running that's an everyday growth process and a lot of us get in this frame of mind that i can't wait to turn 18 and then i can't wait to turn 21 i could drink and then i'm grown i'm you know you should be growing every year. You should be getting closer to your goal every year because the fact is every day, every every second, every minute, hour, month, year, you're getting closer to death, period. That's some hard shit for a lot of people to understand, but my English teacher said that in high school and it stuck with me ever since. I ain't never forgot it because we're expiring every day and you don't have time to be playing. You don't have you don't have time to be playing. You don't have time to be taking light the gifts and the opportunities you have. Because sometimes the universe is putting something in your face in a particular time for you to benefit from it then, and um, set yourself up for a, a bigger future. You know what I'm saying? Um, you have power, and you're given. You know time to work with it you don't know what time you got so you know if you want some if you're in the hood and you're dealing with the bullshit and all the decisions you got around you you got to understand what's mature what's hurting you or what's helping you and break past that shit make a decision to go into what's really working for you so is there anything else that you want the world to know about the artist that is Kanan Chapman, um, whether it's about the man or the work. Just that I am, you know, forever growing, forever learning. Um, I'm grateful for all of what I've acquired with, with this journey, and I'm looking forward to more in the future. I'm just looking forward. So um, I'm hoping to gain more inspiration from, you know, anybody that's out there listening i'm hoping to see you guys flourish and, and and turn it up as you feel that moment just take off that's that's all i can say like you know don't waste your time don't don't, don't put it into your homies it's okay to be selfish with purpose <laughs> for yourself you know um and just keep it love like keep the petty shit aside we we got we we in too much of a questionable space uh, with this political tension to even be wrapped up in petty shit. It's really time to come together, get your smarts up, get your financial literacy on point, get your investments on point. Steady susu saving, steady Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. Stay in the now, <laughs> uh, and don't be dumb. <laughs> That's one of Keenan's favorite phrases, don't be dumb. So I just think that's so funny. But how can people get in touch with you? 
artist Keenan Chapman on Instagram or Facebook Keenan Chapman. Email me at the Keenan Chapman at Gmail if you have any interest in work. The T H E E Keenan Chapman at Gmail. Uh, my website is KeenanChapman.com. So check me out. Stay updated. Hope to be in your city one day putting on a show. Hope you can come check it out. Sipping paints, tattoos, uh, workshops. It's going down. Portrait work is, is my primary thing. So y'all holler family portraits. And yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you, Quinoa. I really am happy that you were able to interview. And that was this week's episode with Keenan Chapman. If you want to get in touch with me, you can do so at spiritualhomegirl.com. You can also find me on um, Instagram, Facebook at spiritualhomegirl, as well as YouTube. And I'm also on Twitter at spirithomegirl. Now, some of y'all probably wonder, why do you have all of these different platforms? Well, for me, social media is not a one-size-fits-all thing for me. I feel like different platforms have different purposes, you know? Like, I might want to jump in front of the camera for a minute or so and pop off or, you know, do a quick poll or something. Then I'll take it to Instagram, you know, if I got something longer than a minute or I realize my little Insta stories might have been longer than one minute. I'll take it to YouTube or if I'm at an event or if I just I have a video I'm actually about to post in the next couple of days where I was in nature for about three or four minutes. And we talk about how important it is to get back to nature that will be on YouTube. So things like that. If I have something quick, I want to get off my chest. I go take it to Twitter. Real simple. Tweet it. Go on by my day. If it's something that's a little longer and I have like a picture or something I want to include with it, I take it to Facebook. It's a bit for longer reads, things like that. And what's the other platform? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube? I mean, I have my own website, which is spiritualhomegirl.com. So in case something happens to any of those social media platforms, then you can just find me there. That's home base. So just wanted to give some clarification as to why I have so many platforms. People have asked me that, so... I wanted to go ahead and give y'all the heads up with that. Different things, different purposes, different posts, you know. Fool with me on all four, you know what I mean? But I'm really excited about my uh, speaking engagement at the Village Market, Atlanta. That's at the Georgia Freight Depot the weekend of Thanksgiving. I'll let you know the exact time slot closer to the date. But I'll be speaking on enjoying the journey day by day and being more mindful of it, you know. Like, I mean, that's pretty much what this show is about. We're taking it back to the old, like, beginning spiritual homegirl where it was just me and a microphone and all I did was talk. So <laughs> we'll have a couple of episodes where it's just me very soon. But I'm really excited to share my perspective with people and meet people and get their perspectives and just be with the people. You feel me? So I'm really excited about that. But um, that's it, y'all. Just want to let you guys know what I am up to. The website is finally being put in a position where it's going to be at its most... Uh, optimal for the time being so i'm really excited but um that's it fool with me you know where to find me my name is maria this has been another episode of the spiritual homegirl podcast and remember trust the journey and trust yourself peace <laughs>